You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Take Me Home, the show that helps a lonely animal have a second chance at a new life, a home, a family, someone to play with, and someone to love. Join host Susan Daffron as she talks to guests from animal shelters and rescues about some of their favorite adoptable pets. These pets might be diamonds in the rough that may have been overlooked, but still need a great loving home. We'll shine the light on these pets and share their personalities, quirks, and stories with you. The goal of Take Me Home is to promote happy adoptions. We'll showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Here's your host, Susan Daffron. Hello and welcome to Take Me Home. I'm your host, Susan Daffron. I'm the founder of the National Association of Pet Rescue Professionals and the author of two books on caring for adopted pets. Not surprisingly, this show is all about pet adoption and pet rescue. Thousands of dogs and cats are sitting in shelters waiting for a new home. Most of them are there through no fault of their own. Their only crime is that they are unwanted. But when you adopt a pet, you save a life. This show is all about introducing you to some of those pets and sharing their stories. Pets are individuals, and when you go to a shelter, you should think about your lifestyle and the type of dog or cat you want to spend the next 15 years of your life with. My goal with this show is to promote happy adoptions. It's easy to look at a photo on the internet or in a pet book and fall in love with how a pet looks, but animals are individuals with different personalities. If you're a couch potato, you probably shouldn't adopt a high-energy dog that needs four-hour walks every day. If you do, you'll probably both end up unhappy. So on this show, you'll be treated to lots of guests from shelters who are going to tell us about the personalities, quirks, and histories of the animals in their care. You'll get way more than a quick 25-word description. You'll find out about how the critter ended up in rescue and what he likes and dislikes. The reality is that when you adopt a pet from a rescue group or a shelter, you have a pet with a history. On Take Me Home, we'll tell each animal's story. Here's what I mean. I have six animals that have all been adopted from shelters and rescue groups. Each one is wonderful in his or her own way. And each one has a story. My dogs are Leia, Tika, Cammie, and Leto. My cats are Ollie and Troy. Here's what I mean when I say they have a story. Leia is my black border collie mix. About a month after moving to my home in Idaho, I started volunteering at the local animal shelter. There I met a fuzzy little black pup who wasn't healthy. She also had the disadvantage of being a black puppy and getting older, so no one wanted her. The folks at the shelter said she either had kennel cough or distemper. I decided I didn't want that little black pup to lose her chance at home, so I adopted Leia and took her to the vet. The problem turned out to be kennel cough, and a few antibiotics later, Leia turned into a happy, healthy little hound. But like every dog, she has her own quirks. The main one we had to deal with was separation anxiety. In other words, when we left her alone, she tried to eat her way out of the house. A lot of exercise and another dog made her feel much better. That other dog was Tika, my golden retriever. Tika's story starts off really badly. She began her life as a puppy mill puppy. The mill was raided in the winter of 1997 and she was dumped in the street. 
Poor Tico was found by an elderly couple with her feet frozen into the ice in the street. She was about six weeks old at the time, and her medical records say she was immunosuppressed. But the older couple took her in and basically put her in the backyard. By the time Tico was five months old, the elderly couple couldn't take her hyperactive ways anymore and brought her to the animal shelter. When I adopted Tika, she had almost every behavior problem in the book. Submissive urination, excitement urination, jumping on people, you name it, she had it. She couldn't focus on anything long enough to even begin to be trained. Suffice it to say, Tika was completely out of control. My husband couldn't touch her for the first six months we had her. After consulting with a behaviorist in vets, I discovered that Tika is hyperkinetic, which is the doggy equivalent of attention deficit disorder in kids. This situation has been resolved through obedience classes and behavior modification training. Our white Samoyed Aussie Shepherd mix is named Cammy. When I was volunteering at the shelter, I spent some time holding and cuddling her. She was absolutely the cutest, sweetest puppy I had ever seen. And by then, I'd seen a whole lot of puppies. After I got home, I told my husband about the tiny little fuzzball puppy I'd met. He stopped by the shelter the next day, and it was love at first sight. He cuddled Cammie, and he couldn't leave the building without her. Cammie was adorable and well-adjusted until she hit four months old. Then she became the psycho weirdo dog. I thought I knew about dogs, but I couldn't figure her out. No one else could either. After three years filled with vet trips, university consultations, medications, and socialization classes, I ran across a reference to a study that indicated that thyroid imbalance can affect canine behavior. So I had my vet do a full thyroid panel, and lo and behold, Cammie's problems were simply a lack of thyroid hormones. Now with her daily thyroid supplements, Cammie is a happy critter again. And she even modeled for the cover of my book Happy Hound. Our Great Pyrenees Retriever mix is named Lido. His story is a tale of travels. Originally, he was picked up as a stray in Los Angeles, California. Because he was sort of white, the shelter called Samoyed Rescue. He looks nothing like a Samoyed, but because he is so nice, the rescue folks took him in anyway. He went to foster care in Temecula, California, and then later in Redding, California. Meanwhile, because of Cammie's myriad behavior problems, I had subscribed to an online Samoyed discussion list and heard about Lido. After much email discussion and applying for adoption, the task of getting Lido to Idaho presented itself. Enter the Canine Underground Railroad, a network of volunteers who drive dogs to their forever homes. So all told, Lido went from LA County to Murrieta, California, Murrieta to Redding, Redding to Vancouver, Washington, Vancouver to Seattle, and then Seattle to North Idaho. All this for a grand total of 1,439 miles. When I got Lido, he was extremely skinny from having been starved on the mean streets of L.A. And after months of the good life here in Idaho, he still wasn't putting on weight. So after conventional medicine failed, I cured his digestive problems through more alternative means. Our cats are Alia and Troy. We adopted Alia and her sister Chani from a group in San Diego called the Friends of the County Animal Shelters, or FOCUS. However, Ollie and Chani actually never spent any time in a shelter because they were fortunate enough to have a mother cat who was found by a focus volunteer in the dumpster in her condo parking lot. The volunteer took in the mama cat and let her have kittens in a spare bedroom. Then she adopted out two of the kittens to us. We signed all the contracts as if we were adopting directly from a shelter. 
Ollie is still going strong, but Chani, who was the runt of the litter, died from kidney failure. After Chani died, we adopted Troy from a humane society because Alia was incredibly depressed after the death of her sister Tabby, Chani. I never would have believed it if I hadn't seen it, but cats do grieve. Alia would no longer get up and wander around. All she did was eat, sleep, and cry mournfully. We were actually afraid she'd die. So I consulted a behaviorist who suggested getting a kitten who looked as much like Chani as possible. Oddly enough, the shelter only had one tabby at the time, Troy. We took Troy out of the kennel and played with her for a while. She seemed nice, but we decided against adopting her. I put her back in the kennel and said goodbye. As I was walking out of the room, I looked back at her. She gave me a look of such disappointment I knew I had to take her. So we adopted her after all. Named after Counselor Troy in Star Trek The Next Generation, Little Troy has done a tremendous job of counseling Alia. And the ironic thing is, she grew up to look almost exactly like Chani, who was a very small, rotund cat. Even though Troy has a completely different personality, sometimes I think Chani's spirit is in there somewhere. So as you can see, every animal in rescue has a story. And we'll tell them here on Take Me Home. This radio show is all about getting more animals great homes. Of course, dogs and cats aren't little robots, and I'll be the first one to tell you that owning a pet isn't always easy. But when you adopt an animal, you save a life and get years of loving companionship. That's what this show is all about. I'm your host, Susan Daffron, and I hope you'll tune in to Take Me Home. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.